All right. It's episode 28 of Umpire Pants, or maybe it's going to be a special edition because it might be too special to be number 28. We're here in Kelly's apartment with her and her husband, Herman, who is this is the first time he's been on mic. Hello. He's third mic today. Uh, hi, everybody. And uh, Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> yeah. He's, a long, he's the first person that got to be on because he's a listener, but it helped that he was in the room when we were doing all of them because <laughs> uh, we haven't had anybody else who said they wanted to be on. There are other people who want to be on. Of course they do, you know. Yeah, so everyone great. does. You so have to funny. show up at my house, though. Yeah, or my house, depending on where we are. But we're not going to tell you first, <laughs> uh, or when we're doing it. Um, so we're, we we just did the one from last week, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> with, my mom's still I get in so London. Confused. <laughs> Mary's still in London. Uh, we just recorded one with her. Uh, now she's probably too drunk to do it. <laughs> just kidding. Thirty minutes later. Thirty minutes later, uh, she's not on the phone anymore. So we're just going to do one. We're going to talk about stuff that pertains to us. I think Kelly has a story to tell with Herman. Yeah. So yeah, we're just going to do one. Uh, maybe we'll do some hints. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see, we can see. We don't have a mom to explain what all this stuff is though. That's I was like, true. what is this thing? You're I know. Old. <laughs> the great thing about mom she's is she's not, old. she's not that old, but she likes, she's read a lot of old books. And That's true. Knows a lot of old references. And I think I'm the same way where I have my pop culture knowledge and stuff and cultural knowledge goes back further than it should. Same for me, but not, not back to the forties. Not, back that i know yeah how to iron in 1948 yeah or what, what to do if your radio gets too much dust on it <laughs> i know now because i read the hint yeah everyone look listen back to old episodes yeah you'll learn you'll that learn about and hints. more uh one story i was talking about earlier with bill i when we were kids we rode around in the um my mom's favorite car i don't think she's talked about it but she has talked about it in her life a lot. Her favorite car was a 1978 or 77? We talked about this before, yeah. It's okay. a 77 Corolla wagon. It was uh, brown. A very tinny car. Yeah. Like I, I, She she claims it's the best car ever and that she'd love to drive one now. And I was like, I don't think you would. She finally conceded that <laughs> she thought about it and was like, yeah, not. I probably wouldn't want to drive this I on the freeway. I don't even think it had power steering, did it? Uh, I don't think it did. And it didn't. It had air conditioning. It was a pretty good model of that oh, car. Oh, I'm impressed it had air conditioning. Yeah. And it had, uh, but it had, you know, it was small. It's smaller than she probably remembers because cars pretty gradually got a lot bigger than that. Now, like a regular Corolla is twice the size of that one. Yeah, that's true. For a station wagon, it was still a pretty little car. Yeah. I had one too. I had a 79 Corolla that was not a station wagon. It was a coupe. Nice two door. Pretty yeah. convenient. I think it was the same color though that nice brown yeah it was the same brown color and it was a four uh four speed manual it's nice mom's was a five speed <laughs> we spent a lot of time just driving around in that car i feel like as kids because well, part of the thing mom did when we were little is yeah. um she cut ivy to make money and other plants yeah she worked for a nursery but she'd also on the side she would because they sold landscaping stuff she would go cut ivy and then cut it into smaller pieces and then they they would buy them by the cutting i don't remember how much she got paid for so each cutting but it was like a cent or two cents a cutting you'd find a bank where they where there's ivy growing in long runners and then you could go cut the runners off and cut those into pieces and sell them back to the nursery and it was literally how um my mom and one of the neighbors made quite a bit of money like yeah. extra money and it's just like free to go get as long as you have yeah. permission or if it's in a public place and no one catches you and yeah, nobody cares they just think you know what you're doing yeah and and, it, and once you've done it it's too late she just load all that in the, the runners into the back of the the Toyota and then we would drive it home and pile it up in the living room, cut it into laundry baskets. Yeah. We don't get involved. And then pour the, uh, like dump out the ones that we weren't 
the the leftover pieces in the in the woods next to our house where it has now taken over completely yeah people don't use ivy for landscaping anymore as it turns out that <laughs> particular good. species of ivy wasn't great in all general. of them are bad i think yeah okay it yeah. was two different kinds it was english and hans i yeah. remember yeah but they were both bad and uh the guy she worked for had a dog named hans because of that yeah i remember that ivy. dog he's yeah. sweet so yeah we would drive around and she would just take us both like in the summer we'd be at home from school she'd put us in the car and we'd drive to like south seattle or whatever and And sherry and michelle a lot of the times sometimes yeah we'd all be in the back of the car and and then she'd stop and we'd just sit in the car while she did it or if it was somewhere we could get out and play we'd get out and play like on the side of the road but a lot of it was just in a weird neighborhood yeah but But it wasn't wasn't that long it wasn't like it was cruel and she was there with us it wasn't like she ran off oh no i don't remember any i don't have any bad memories of that it was fine it was fun seemed normal i remember bringing our um like what was that uh little recorder i don't remember what brand but there was a it's like a play school recorder yeah a tape recorder thing where we could record our voices and play it back i remember that too i remember doing that over and over insanely entertaining it was i still have one of those tapes like magical do you really yeah are our voices still on it? I don't know. I haven't listened to it, but I probably. Oh, we should check that out. Yeah. We are born broadcasters, Bill. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I should release <laughs> it as an episode. <laughs> it's so great. God, it's probably embarrassing. I remember driving in that car one time and just harassing Sherry, like teasing her <laughs> by rolling down the window a little bit and hanging stuff out. Like I had a, a pen <laughs> that I was holding against the window. Like holding it like, with your hand so you could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I had the pen pressed against the window and I was just like, I'm going to look at this pen. I'm going to drop it. I'm and drop she was it, like, Sherry. she's like, like no, stop it. no, bring it back inside. <laughs> and I thought it was so funny that she's freaking out. So I, yeah. and I did it again. She was being so unreasonable. She, <laughs> I feel like she was, cause she, it wasn't her pen. She didn't care, but I think she was so freaked out. Yeah. Just about littering and yeah. general getting in trouble. And I did it with like a few things and I did it, <laughs> did it with my flip flop. Which had rainbows on the side. I remember it was like one of those layered old. <laughs> oh yeah, like like a sandwich style. Like it was like la- layers on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, rainbows like l- rainbow layers of soul. Yes. Yeah, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> rainbow, rainbow layers, layers of, soul. of soul. And did you ever have those kind of flip flops, Herman? Those rubbery ones? Uh, no. Did you wear flip flops in Belize at all, or did you just I was have pretty much barefoot? Bare feet. <laughs> for, you know, formal occasions, funerals and weddings. You put on real shoes. I think I had real shoes. I don't. I won't swear to that. Okay. Did you wear shoes to school? <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Probably wow. though. I assume so. Okay. How old were you when you moved away from Belize? Um, almost ten, I think. Oh, okay. So you were a shoe wearing age. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a toddler. Which is, which is as soon as you start walking, most places. <laughs> well, anyway, I risked my flip flop with this to just really bug Sherry out, and I dropped my flip flop. And it flew out the window <laughs> and into like, some ivy. It didn't fly out the window. It fell off the side of the car where you were holding it. It was already out of the window. <laughs> the wind got it, though, and it flew. Yeah. And you were like, oh, no. <laughs> like, you freaked out. <laughs> I was so now upset. Now who's freaking out? I was so upset that yeah. I lost that. This is the flip-flop that you were wearing. Like, you were wearing two flip-flops, and one of them you were hanging out the window. <laughs> and so we were, we were going to the store or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was on Bell Red Road, too. Yeah, I remember where it was. And it was Which is, it was actually a pretty woodsy area. Yeah. So it wasn't like somewhere that was like a... A but it landed in some where there landscaping were... ivy that was just not off yeah. the sidewalk. Did we go get it? No, mom wouldn't turn around. Yeah, I remember mom saying. I, I thought, asked I, her to. I remember her saying, we're not going back there to get it. And then just making you, I guess, have one shoe for the rest of the day. I think so. I don't know if we went anywhere where I needed shoes. I probably had to stay in the car if I did. 
but jokes on me. Yeah, I lost my flip flop. I, I remember uh, when I was a kid. I think it was with, well, I must have been with Christy and Danielle because they bring this up all the time. When I was, we were walking along the slough, which is a it's now called the Sammamish River, but I refuse to call it that. No, it's still the slough. It's a slough. It's like this stagnant river that goes between Lake Sammamish and Lake Washington. And it's, um, there's a trail that goes along it that's really nice. And we were walking along and uh, I was kicking gravel into the slough with my shoe <laughs> that I'd got. I believe I bought these shoes at a grocery store or my parents <laughs> bought them for me. I was like, I don't know, eight or something or maybe younger, six. And the shoe flew off when I was doing it like it because it was too big, I guess. And it just <laughs> flew off and went and landed <laughs> in the water and was floating down slowly down the slow river. Did you was, get it back? No, it was in the middle of the, there was no way to get it. Oh. It was just, I don't remember how I dealt with that either. If I just walked around with one shoe for the rest of the day or what the deal is with that. But yeah, that's, that's how I lost my shoe. And I remember seeing it slowly floating down and being helpless to get it because it was like, (laughs) it's pretty wide. It's like a 20 foot wide or 30 foot wide slew. So it's like, it wasn't like we could just reach out into a creek and get it or wait for it to stop somewhere. It was just going to, probably somewhere at the bottom of Lake Sammamish. Yeah, that's true. I don't know what direction that thing goes, if it goes either way. It seems like it was moving, but. It doesn't really flow one way or the other. It's it just does. Like a, it flows like towards Lake Sammamish. Okay, that's what, that At makes the end, sense. it gets like a little royally. That's how like I remember it going that river. way. Yeah. I went fishing once on the other end of the slough at the Lake Washington end, and I saw a beaver standing up eating something. Oh. I've never seen a beaver before then. We saw a beaver the uh, summer before last when we took the canoe out, and um, Herman and Mom were on shore, and me and Dad were out. Uh-huh. in the canoe and where, we saw it where were you on lake washington near the arboretum oh wow yeah so we went back and we were like hey if you go over that way you can see a beaver and they had already been out in the canoe i think and got back in to go yeah it was our second trip out where she tipped us over yeah <laughs> did you even see the beaver it was on the way to try to see it right i don't think we saw it that time i think i saw it the next time we went out how did I she used to get in the canoe with her that time so. how did she tip you uh, we were going underneath some tree branches, and she tells this story much differently than I do. <laughs> I'm sure. but um, It's probably not her fault in her version. She thought that I was steering her under some low branches that were going to hit her head, <laughs> which I could sit in the canoe fine, and it, didn't, it wasn't going to touch my head. And she's a good five inches shorter than you. Yeah. yeah. So she reached up and grabbed the branch to avoid <laughs> it touching her head and didn't let go. And we were still just like caught in the current, still moving along, <laughs> and just flipped us right over. Just refused to let go. I think she's still holding onto the tree right now. <laughs> she has a branch in her hand in London. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny because like Kelly and I went out on the canoe all the time. Our da- dad bought that when I was really little. Yeah. And we grew up going out on it, and we never tipped it over. No matter, I like, stood up and took a leak out of it and stuff and never tipped it over. <laughs> no, <laughs> dad just being like, yeah, just pee out the side. Like, all right. Some of it's going to get in here, but I, I guess that's cool. I went out with my friends in high school once, and I know if I hadn't been in it, they would have tipped because I was counterbalancing a lot. Yeah, Dad would always tell us about who was not good at doing that yeah. that he'd been out there with. <laughs> oh, so-and-so. He almost tipped us over. But when uh, they tipped over, Herman had on a life jacket. You guys were above standing, right? You, Your life jacket floated you, right? Yeah, I was floating, yeah. I could wow. the bottom of the... And then they had a bunch of beer cans <laughs> that spilled out. <laughs> they had that to, like, get the canoe upright again and, like, start putting their garbage back in it. Wow. Yeah, and some people came by in a different canoe and started gathering our beer cans for us, and they wouldn't give them back to us at all. Like, they're empty, to be fair. They yeah, need the that's back, good. But they're that's they're awesome. giving us just the... The biggest scowls. Yeah, we shouldn't be drinking out on the water. <laughs> I mean, I think technically you're not supposed to. That just means that they're not having as much fun as we were. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> they did see a bunch of pitching beer cans that you guys tipped out of a canoe. I could see why they were being a little judgmental. We were gathering them back. <laughs> it must have been pretty funny to see that it wasn't like college kids who dumped their canoe yeah. or it was you and a grandma. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my mom gets away with that all the time, drinking beer at places. Although she did apparently get yelled at at the sculpture park for drinking beer, which I thought was hilarious. It's because she's not subtle ever. All she has to do is hide it. I know. She won't do it, though. And the cops will look the other she way. She has to drink out of a glass. I guess we shouldn't talk about mom too much when she's not here. I think it's fine. She'll love it. <laughs> yeah, she will. This really is a podcast about her. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of boats, last weekend, Herman and I went on the ferry uh, to Bainbridge Island. We just walked on because it was a sunny day. We decided we should go down to the water. Oh, yeah. Just take the take a boat. Walk on ferry. Yeah. We were thinking about going to Bremerton because I think there are a couple of arcades that are close to the oh, really? um, ferry dock that you can get to easily, but we missed that one. We should go there sometime. They have pinball. Oh, yeah. It'd be fun. Fun day trip. Um, so we took the Bainbridge Ferry and they have like a little antique shop and a bookstore that we went to. And uh, let me show you this card I got at the antique. Sh- sh- I was going to say uh, the taking the ferries. I was I think about it as being stressful because they usually drive on, and it's like it's it's one of those things that if you don't do it all the time, it's really intimidating because yeah. it's like, oh, now how do I pay now? Or because like the Bremerton one, I think you don't pay coming back. Yeah, so if you, you drive to Bremerton, back. you can take the ferry back for free, which is weird. It's yeah. like why wouldn't you just charge each way? And they're not all like that. I think they all well, all the ones on the islands are like that that you don't have to pay coming back because yeah. Bainbridge is that. Like that That's too. weird. Does it make sense? Like, I guess buses used to kind of be like that. I found this at a thrift store. Okay, um, and I bought it because it's creepy, and I just wanted to keep this looking like at a, it. I guess seventies thing where it's like, yeah, it, it is. It's like a gross, like sexy baby kind of thing. Uh huh. Oh God, it's like yeah, it's a it's a baby. I'll I'll take a picture of this because okay. it's to be the picture for this episode because it's gross. But it's like a naked baby with flowers and a hat on, and a locket. And it says, hello, nice friend. And then when you open it, it says, I'd like to know you better, but I'm a little shy. Yeah. That's weird. It's It really creeps me out. 1973 it's from. And for some reason, I decided about, oh, nice work on Roman numerals. I remember, I'm really good at that for some reason. <laughs> I remember when, uh, I should start numbering this with Roman numerals. This <laughs> is going to be number 28 with Roman numerals. I can do it until you get into the hundreds and then I'm lost. Yeah. Well, years are easier because it's usually 19 or 20. Or always, almost always, when we look at him. Um, I remember this being a thing when I was a kid, that these, these like, naked baby... Like, there were those... those well, that's Cupy, th- which was a really popular... Is that what that is? Yeah. Is that what has a K on it? Uh-huh. Well, on the back, it says it's, like, a Cupy brand. Oh, okay. Um, the, there was a... There was that Love Is... That, oh, that yeah. thing that's the same thing where it was like like little kids but they were like romantic which is really weird and like I don't and it creeped me out when I was a kid which is <laughs> always a good sign when, hello you know, nice friend I'm trying to figure out how to get a picture of this um, we gotta get a good background which is the surface um, but I remember that being weird when I was a kid and just being like what what is up with these like little naked kids yeah wouldn't naked kids represent love modern day love Odd. Yeah, and, and, the, and like it seemed like a ubiquitous thing back then. I used to sexualize kids a lot more, not to get weird, but like, yeah, I'm glad that's ended because it's just like I don't think it's ended. I think it's still happening, especially I mean, with teens. But. I mean, in pop culture, like the way that it did then, like this kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I'm not saying it has ended entirely in society, but like, <laughs> I think we have a lot just, of work to do. It's just moved to something else bad, I guess. But 
this kind of thing is just gross. And yeah, it just like it's very it creepy. reminds me of how people's houses used to just smell like gravy and cigarette smoke and <laughs> like fried chicken or whatever. Like you go to someone's house, they didn't have central air, and it was like so you make it sound like you have central air. <laughs> Well, I have a forced air heating. Like, I mean, okay. the air circulates Not in my house. Not central air conditioning. No, I mean, like, like, yeah, thanks for making the distinction. <laughs> it sounds very fancy to have central air conditioning. I know. I mean. Oh, yeah, but I mean, they, don't, they didn't have uh, air circulating in their house, and they would smoke, and they would fry food all, every day, apparently, yeah. and it would just smell off. And I remember people's houses having a distinct bad smell. Like, oh, this smells like this person's house. Yeah, I remember going to um, a lots of different people's houses as kids and just, like, noticing the distinct smell and it still kind of worries me that mine just has a <laughs> distinct I don't think smell or I, don't, something. No, I don't think so I don't think that happens as much because of the, the the better airflow and yeah. stuff that we have and now. I and think I, we might be aware of it because of that and yeah. just like open our windows sometimes and, and I think I remember we'd go to like a like a buffet or something and be like oh this smells like so-and-so's house it's <laughs> 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 like, like cheap yeah. mashed potatoes and cigarettes like smoke. lots of gravy in a in a chafing dish for hours <laughs> yeah like a little dried out gravy <laughs> cooked down well anyway we yeah. got on the Bainbridge Ferry we walked on it it was a beautiful sunny day and um, we wanted a bench seat by the windows and we found one it was easy I was kind of surprised I thought it would be busier yeah it was pretty pretty quiet on the ferry was it on the weekend yeah it was Saturday it was like a commuter ferry maybe like midday um, kind of... yeah I think usually yeah it is and I think last time we've, I think mostly when we've been on it, it wasn't in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah. So I was expecting it sense. to be busier. Because I remember in, in the past, like going up to the deck we were on, which had, had the food, and not even being able to find four seats together. Like, oh, yeah. Even in the middle, not let alone next yeah. to a window. But anyway, we found a nice window seat, and we were just enjoying the view. And um, there was a lady behind us who was just by herself. And another woman came up to talk to her. And I was like, "Oh my goodness! So good to see a familiar face. I've been do- I've been trying to find someone I know." And you could tell they just like live over on Bainbridge and kind of like oh, all see yeah. each other on the ferry all the time. They're like townies. But Herman, can you can you explain why she wanted to see someone she knew? Uh, yes, I can. <laughs> I thought about this for you know a long time afterwards. It's even. been a week. Yeah, it sticks in your mind and just go over and over. And it's lying awake at night. Yeah. <laughs> the, the reason she wanted someone she re- recognized is because she had a handful of stuff. She'd been out to like a garden show or something like that and just had a bunch of junk with her. And she wanted to leave it somewhere where someone else could watch it. Someone she knew. But yeah, someone she knew. Like not, yeah. we wouldn't not a stranger. have done. Someone trustworthy. You would have run away with it. I would have taken her weird garden broom as she what, called it. Was it like stuff she bought or like brochures or both? I think her, like her canvas bag i'm guessing i couldn't oh. see her and she'd like bought stuff at the giveaways for sure oh, okay and yeah. stuff from the garden show yeah yeah and yeah the reason she wanted to leave it with someone she knew is because she needed to go uh she'd eaten something that wasn't agreeing with her stomach <laughs> and she needed to do some laps around the ferry and, and crop dust some people <laughs> she didn't say crop dust but she said like she did get real into detail she's like yeah i just I, I had a meal that didn't agree with me and I just need to do some walking. And the other lady's like trying to be polite. Like, oh yeah, that okay, usually help you digest it. That usually helps. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm so glad to see a familiar face. So she took off doing her laps and Herman texted me and he goes, can I sit with you? I need to fart real bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what she was saying. Like, yeah, 
uh, can I leave this with you? Because I need to like. I don't want to fart on my canvas bag. And I was like, I hope she's doing laps outside. Yeah. You can't do laps outside though, can you? You can. Does it connect? I don't know if it connects. You can can do a full lap. You can. You think you would just stand out there and fart though in the wind. That's what I do. Or maybe uh, (laughs) just at the back of the boat would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's not as many people as in the front. It's a great place to fart really a ferry. It's probably the best place. (laughs) <laughs> you get the loud engine noise going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. With any squeakers, because <laughs> like she, in her head, she was like, "I got all this stuff, and I gotta fart a lot. Like, I'm gonna be farting for a while. I should go see if I can see anybody I know to watch this for me." And why not, like, just leave it at that? Why do you have to explain <laughs> yeah. issues? Yeah. And she was also really intense about like, when are you getting off? Are you? Do you wait till it stops all the way? Like. <laughs> Like, where are you parked? Like, uh, and then, uh, like, I just don't want to make you wait. Like, she was going to wait till the last minute doing her laps and farting, I guess. Yeah, will you be around to pull my finger if I need it? <laughs> That's really great. I don't condone that joke, Herman. Good thing she didn't take a bus, you know? Oh, God. Get to fart up the bus. It's true. Or an airplane. We took an airplane once where there was a woman across the aisle from us. It was when Lily was a baby, I think, and we looked over there and she she had a a bunch of stuff and she one of the things she had was a, a Ziploc bag that had a I think it was a green pepper cut up in it and that's all she had and she was just sitting there eating a green pepper yeah and then later on she took out her checkbook and we're like oh she's paying bills or whatever she's writing checks and then we looked over there again and saw her like furiously erasing and then rewriting and then erasing and then rewriting in the checks and I was like oh, oh this wow. is a crazy person oh wow do you see where all hopped up on green pepper <laughs> yeah he has like, on a hairbrush. Is he that has that his is? butt on my hairbrush. It's nice. so gross. Maybe he wants you to brush him. He's pretty. Oh. He's pretty nappy. He does need brushing. Should shave sure. him down. I think we should. Be funny. I think that would be a very violent occasion. Shaving him down. Well, you wouldn't yeah. have to do it. Take him to a place. I yeah, we have should. To sedate him. Yeah. What if you double bonus? You get a sedated cat back. <laughs> that would be funny. A double bonus. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Double bonus. Not just one bonus of having a shaved cat. <laughs> <laughs> We did that once to Gracie. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was really cute. Yeah, a little lion cut. I think I've read you're not supposed to do that though, because it makes them cold or whatever. But I think people are getting a little weird about their animals getting cold and putting coats on dogs all the time. I I'm not worried about my cat being cold. He lives in an apartment yeah. that's heated. That's fine. He's fine. He's he fine. Personally, when I'm just laughing at him every day. I think that's yeah. the bigger problem is if they're. You think it hurts there? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, if they're outdoor cats, that the other cats might make fun of them <laughs> the or just beat them up because. <laughs> yeah. That's an easy way to scratch a cat. That's probably what Prince does when he's out his beat up funny looking cats. <laughs> One of our neighbors told us that he would hang out on their deck and like they had a cat that, that wasn't supposed to get out and it got out once and he's like I came over and he's like, Yeah, I saw your cat chasing our cat. I'm like, Well, don't let it outside. And somebody else had let it out and then like he said, Yeah, we see him on our deck sometimes and I go out to try to pet him and he runs away. It's like That's so weird. It's funny that he hangs out at someone else's house. We have a deck too we could hang out on. Maybe he gets better sunlight there. Yeah, maybe. Have we talked about Flash going on vacation ever? I think we probably might have talked about that. I don't know if we have. Because we had a cat named Flash that was born. And we talked about those cats for sure, where Flash and Cracker, and they were all born on the 4th of July. And Flash grew up to be like a really, really smart, 
one of those super socialized cats that like didn't even see any didn't have any fear towards people at all he was very like super mellow and super friendly one of the best cats like ever. a guy came to check the furnace and he was like hanging out with him and wanting to be petted and the guy's like is he like this with everybody <laughs> like, yeah this is what he is and actually the like sweetest and saddest thing when i took him to be put down and he's an old man and not doing well he got out of the uh, carrier and stood up and purred. And the woman was like, oh, my God, he's purring. Oh. And it's just like. That was the saddest thing. It's like, oh, yeah, it's all flash for you. He was so sweet. He was a good boy. Um, he, once he, he, I don't remember how old he was. He's probably only like three or four or something. He, we hadn't had him for a really, he lived to be really long, really old. Yeah, but he was 18. We had him for like a couple of years. And, and one summer he just went missing. And we live where there, it was when everybody, I was in high school, so I live in the same house now, but it was when my we all immediate lived in- family, lived, family lived there with the cats. And he, um, actually, I wouldn't have lived there. I would have been in college or something, but he wandered off and uh, we thought, oh, he got eaten by a coyote because there's a coyotes around or yeah, something happened to him. He got hit by a car. Yeah, he was gone for a few days and then yeah, a few we, weeks and we we're like, oh, yeah, he was gone for, gone. after a week or so, we kind of were like, well, I guess he's not coming back. And then after, uh, do you remember how long he was gone? Like a month, maybe. I think about three a month weeks the or a first month. time. And 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 then he just came walking down the street. It's <laughs> like, well, I guess Flash is back. And I'd never, I've never heard of a cat doing that, just being gone for that long. And he came back and he was fine. He just and never he just, left yeah, again. He just came back until and, the next summer. And the next summer, he he left again, and we realized he must be living at someone else's house that he has did it air for conditioning. Probably six summers yeah. in a row that he it went. He just became a thing in this when it was the for hottest up in the to summer. Three months he would be at someone else's house. <laughs> it's so and weird. He wouldn't come back. And and he's the kind of cat that he get away with that because they probably were even more confused than us. It's like, oh my god, this cat's been gone for nine months. <laughs> well, they had a summer cat. They're probably like, we have yeah. a cat who shows up only in the summer. Yeah, I would, I would put up with that for sure. Very bizarre, and I would love, love to hear the other side of that story. I know because it can't be somebody that far away. No, I don't know. We should try to find that. We should try to solve that mystery. So if your cat's missing, it might just be on vacation, but it's probably, probably not. So that's the only time I've ever heard of that happening. Well, also. Um, Mo mis Mo disappeared. Mo disappeared for three weeks when he was a kitten. Oh, really? And I then came that. back, and like he was like feral though. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, kind of. But he, we like, had you him, found him in a parking lot where he was sort of being taken care of. Yeah, and we had him for about a couple weeks to a month, I would say, and then he disappeared. And I was really upset. Yeah, he was a good cat. And. uh he was mean, but he was subjective, good. but I loved him. And uh, it was to the point that dad was like talking about taking me to find a new kitten. Oh, wow. And then I was getting ready to go to work, or work <laughs> to school one day and I opened the door and he was out in the front yard and I was like, Mo, <laughs> and he'd grown a little bit. And he was like, but like, I was like, it was for sure him. Like he had the yellow yeah. belly and everything. And I, he Meaning came, he was a coward. Yeah, he came to me and he let me pick him up. And I was like, I remember walking back into the house crying because Mo was back. I was like, Mom, Mo came home. Well, it's like, yeah, because you go through that phase of like, oh, I guess I just have to accept that this, there's not going to be any closure, but I know my cat's dead. Yeah. I, I don't remember that happening at all. That's funny because it's like, I think I was in college then too, is why. Because you got Mo when grandma lived here and I was in college then. Yeah. But because they found him in... Um, her apartment building yeah uh, for you old timers we found him the day we got him the day that uh long acres closed oh yeah so his name was mo for long <laughs> and that was my mom's yeah joke. of course <laughs> and, um 
And we, yeah, we got Longer to take Longer Hears was a Because uh, my parents horse were drunk, place. so they let me take the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they felt bad. And um, I remember I was at home for some reason. I don't know what I was doing there. It might have been the summer. I don't know. And I was just living there. But uh, I remember you came home with a cat. I was like, are you kidding me? You got another cat? Like, because you already had gotten those other cats that I that I had been told we couldn't have cats. <laughs> we had to get rid of our cats when you were little. Yeah. And then and then I was in Mexico and you guys were like, oh, we have new cats now, by the way. And I'm like, what? And then, <laughs> and then I come home. And a couple of years later, you're like, you, we got a third cat. There's a third cat, right? We, you had. Yeah. Yeah. The, the I never thought of those cats as really being my cats, even though. Because I was a junior in high school when the other ones were born, and then I I, I wasn't as bonded to them as you guys because I wasn't there when they were born. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was like that was the Fourth of July, and I, I think I was there for June and July or July and August or something. I don't know, but yeah. So it was, we got a letter saying, "Oh, we have cats." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> Why? What do you have cats for?" Yeah. So, uh, I guess we maybe we don't treat cats as well as we thought. You know, they're going to, leaving for weeks at a time. <laughs> I guess maybe not. The house is probably just too hot for cats, or it was then. I don't know. There was a nice basement that doesn't get heat yeah, up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Flash just found a better place, better food. They might have had fancier food, that's yeah. for sure, but especially back then. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the burping game. I've been doing that since you told me about it. <laughs> Does everybody loves it. love it? I think I've done it near her. I think oh. I'm smart enough now to... I've been married for 16 years. I know not to do that. <laughs> she might think it's funny once. Probably not, though. Uh, I can't get far enough away from Herman in this house. Like, <laughs> That's true. Literally. Yeah. He just has to put up with I can go out in the yard and do it while I'm peeing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the main thing about owning a house that rules. So you want to talk about your magazine that you wrote for? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> when I was in fifth and sixth grade, we published a magazine uh, from our school. It's called Why Not Magazine. The so, cover is a drawing of a ship, uh, like an old-timey kind of map-looking thing with a ship in it with a serpent. The theme I don't know of, why that is. The theme of this one was exploration. Oh, okay. So it's a uh, exploration. And then the best artist in the class probably did that. You know, I'm going to say it was mostly Dusty. Marcel shouts to Dusty if you're out there still. She almost always won the competition to do covers because yeah. everyone could submit them and then you they were like put out on the hallway and you could vote for them. Did you submit them? Um, I think I may have tried once or twice. But yeah, because you're good at drawing, but you didn't seem like you'd be into like volunteering to compete. I think I did a couple of times. Yeah. She won most of the time because hers are the best. I never even tried to do stuff like that. The closest I came was doing one of those things for QFC and hanging it up at uh, oh, the, Aunt Mary's house. The art on the wall. On the, uh, and we're doing that <laughs> for Easter bags. or whatever. It wasn't on a bag. I think it was just a piece of paper they gave you. Oh, yeah. The, I think it's on the bags now. coloring contest thing. Now you have to pay money for those bags. So you're going to read the story or the part of the story you were talking about? Yeah, I was uh, featured in this issue. I read this story before we started recording. I don't need to read the whole thing. It's good. <laughs> she put it online. I should transcribe it on Facebook. Yeah. Um, well, the story is a made-up story about... It's called Thanksgiving Troubles. <laughs> it's a made-up story about... Um, so, every, how does this relate to exploration? It doesn't. I don't know how it got published <laughs> in, this, in this issue. They're just like, yeah, who cares? This is just busy work anyway. Um, but it was a story about Thanksgiving dinner getting ruined and then everyone having to go to a fancy restaurant because the mom didn't want to admit that dinner was ruined and this was her plan all along so i was rereading this uh the other night when i found this because i was telling herman about it 
And uh, I was cracking up when I was reading the description of the fancy restaurant they went to. Yeah, so the in the story that the grandparents are coming over, uh, the family is two parents and a daughter, but no other kids, which is interesting to me is Kelly's <laughs> older brother. And they're barbecuing a turkey. So there's some grounding in reality because we used to barbecue turkeys on a Weber for Thanksgiving sometimes. And, so, yeah. and it's like one of the lines is like, uh, the mom went out, whatever the mom's name is, went out to check on the turkey outside. <laughs> it's like, just assuming everybody barbecues turkeys. Because <laughs> back then it was even less common than it is now. Like it's not that weird now. People smoke turkeys and stuff, but it's like, I don't think it was that common in the eighties like that. But so, yeah. So then, yeah. and then uh, the turkey gets burned up and then they have to go to a dinner at a restaurant. Yeah. So uh, the restaurant, here's my description. When we walked into the Green Emerald, I was amazed. <laughs> I'd never been in the Green Emerald before, and it was fabulous. There was dark purple vela on the chairs. This is the best part. <laughs> and not just on the seat. <laughs> on the whole thing. They were like armchairs. They had a rose on every table and a crystal vase and a giant chandelier in the middle of the tables. <laughs> Like the fanciest thing you can imagine was velvet, velvet purple velvet seats, like just covered in velvet, like in a Prince video or something. I don't know if you're chandelier, not just on the seats, the the whole whole thing. thing. Yeah, it's amazing. Like it sounds like a whorehouse. Like it sounds like an old timey like brothel. It really does. (laughs) The green emerald. And then I go to the next like a, paragraph. a Wild West one. I really get into um, how expensive things are. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It reminds me of when Dave wrote you a letter from Canada. Oh, yeah. And he talked about how expensive orange yeah, juice he's like, was. It's pretty fun here, but orange juice is like $2. is expensive. <laughs> and then he signed it Dudley. I remember. <laughs> like, it wasn't his, that wasn't a name you called him, was it? You never called him Dudley. Wasn't no, it just a he, thing he made up to be funny? He was always trying to give himself his own nicknames. <laughs> he was like, Oh, you guys were pretty young then. He's like eight or something. He's like, yeah. It was a funny thing though because he was acting like I don't he, think he was personally ever... concerned about the price of orange yeah. juice in Canada. I don't think he'd ever actually use Dudley except that <laughs> postcard. Yeah. So I can good. also tell I in the next paragraph where I'm getting real into the details of food, my mom ordered the cheapest thing on the menu, spaghetti and organic sauce. <laughs> it cost $10. <laughs> It is funny that you have to say the price of everything. And you could tell I'm just switching mom and dad. Mom went out <laughs> to check on the turkey that she's barbecuing. Oh, yeah. And, and she da- ordered the and cheapest the, thing she ordered the cheapest thing on the menu, menu. yeah. Both of those things are dad. Sounds like dad, yeah. <laughs> totally. That's funny. Yeah. And then you're like, should I put a brother in this? Nah. <laughs> no. I think it. I think this is a fantasy world. I think I have a brother in it. <laughs> Go to the Green Emerald. Couldn't afford to go there. Maybe that's why you thought we couldn't afford to go to the Green Emerald. Well, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but the Green Emerald. Uh, maybe we couldn't. You thought we couldn't afford to go there because we had too many people in our family. <laughs> maybe. I also like the grandpa is real mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're gonna, like, like I can't afford that. I mean, he's deaf. <laughs> that's so funny. You have to yell at him. Yeah. Did you draw that turkey? I don't think I did. It looks kind of like you drew it, like your style. I don't know. I thought you drew it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're in the margins. I've been working on this. <laughs> I'm not going to take a picture of this turkey, but it looks like a kid drew it. Yeah, it does. That's all you need to know. It's not the kind of the hand. Other than that, it's just a childlike turkey. The funny drawing. thing is, um, this magazine it has uh, advertisements on the back, and oh, some yeah. of them are like hand drawn, and some of them are just um, business cards that are. Hey, let me see that photocopied, and a bunch of them are places that are no longer in Redmond. But yeah, I don't think any of these are still in Redmond except Kinkos. 
Yeah, there's it's a uh, Johnson Backhoe slash Dozing Services is on the. Uh, it's a hand drawn one. It's kind of cool. Eastside Bistro. <laughs> That's still there. I don't remember the Eastside Bistro. I do. I remember it being like, ooh, a bistro in is Redmond. What, is that what the Emerald, the Green Emerald was based on? I don't the know East- what that was based on. I almost think it yeah. was based on the episode of The Simpsons where they go to a fancy restaurant like way oh, back. Oh, like, wow, yeah. Day. Like the, uh, the, but I want to show you another ad that's in here. that The Union Hill Ranch is one of them too, which is funny. It doesn't say what it is. I guess they have horse boarding. Is this the surprise? Yeah, this is the, the special Whoa. surprise. Whoa. Thank you, Ernst, for the bulbs. Emily Dickinson by Jennifer MB, Julie P. So Ernst must have donated some bulbs to Emily Dickinson wow. that year. I'm taking a, a picture of that. There's an ad in there. Yeah. It's like a yeah, it's like a thank you ad for the that's weird. <laughs> this is a, looks like the story is about uh Oh, it's about uh it's a true story about Randall Cunningham, the quarterback. <laughs> Randall signed a, quarter, a contract in 1989 for $17 million for five years. <laughs> it's funny that like... There's a lot of uh, sports writing by the boys in these yeah, magazines. Not, not particularly um, exploration related either, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'll have to check out the rest of the pictures. There might be some more Ernst. <laughs> I want to see more... <laughs> Anything about pay and pack in there? Pay and no, save? No, I think that was it. That was just a, At a thrift store, I saw really a, weird coincidence. Uh, yeah, that's... I guess Ernst was the only place like that around, but I saw a pay and pack um, tool set at that thrift store. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, I should buy this. And I was like, it's probably really shitty. Although it was made in Japan, so that's how old it was. <laughs> I make stuff like that in Japan anymore. I have a few of these. Um, Are there more ads interspersed throughout there? Yeah, there's another page here i have another one of these magazines that sherry and a friend of hers wrote um movie reviews for and there's oh wow the matter of factness at the end is really funny it's like it was a funny movie but the plot was not well conceived or something (laughs) like that that's awesome yeah i think these places are probably the noel tree farm might still be there but i don't know other than that I should call these numbers. They're all 206 numbers from before they changed the area code of where we live. It's yeah. like, it might as well be a different place that we grew up in. It's completely different. That's for sure. Like zero of these places, except Kinko's, which is now called um, Federal Express because they had to rebrand it for no reason. And nobody ever calls it Federal. I'm going to go to Federal Express and make a bunch of copies. It's a good place to print out stuff, though. Every shout out to Federal Express Kinko's. If you don't have an office job. Yeah, I don't have an office job. So I, using your or office if you co- I, I, I had to print some color stuff and I went there and did it. It's pretty oh, nice. I've got color printers. Yeah, I wouldn't be allowed to use that. I'd be in trouble. Okay. Let me At the office I don't work in. <laughs> yeah, next time I'll have... I'll, Let me know if you ever need color printers <laughs> and I'll say, I can't do that. That's, yeah. that's against I'll, my work ethic. I'll email it to you and then you can mail it to me in the mail. Or I could drive out here using, <laughs> drive downtown to get color copies. Using work stamps? I'd never do that. Yeah, she would never do that. It's true. Or make color copies. <laughs> she she doesn't steal any paper. She just uses the wrappers from the paper, the, from the reams of paper she takes out home yeah, and uses I, it. Yeah, I cut them precisely. <laughs> yeah, just use one side. I used to steal whole reams of paper when I worked at Microsoft. I'd just take, I'd take a couple of these home. <laughs> Like boxes of pens and stuff. I would totally do that yeah. if a co- with a company that big. Yeah, and there's nothing stopping you from doing it. Except for, you know, you're like your morals or whatever, but yeah, who cares? <laughs> Everybody steals stuff from work. 
Yeah. Whatever's not nailed down, just take it. I mean, it's literally a perk of having an office job. Yeah. Is like having office supplies. Some places they lock them down more though. They make you like say, oh, I need two pens, and then they give me two pens. You know. Herman had a um, job a while ago where on his first day he wrote, he texted me, he said it's going okay. They don't have good pens here. They're Bix. <laughs> they were terrible pens. Yeah. Just like, like this cheap, super cheap, like yeah, you get like a ten plastic ones. Fifty cents. Yeah. He went from a place that had Pilot G2s. Oh, yeah. And if you're, if you, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. To a place with Bix. And that should have been the first sign that it was. Luckily, I'd stolen some Pilot G2s <laughs> from the previous place. So yeah. I just brought my own pens to work. I think of it less like stealing and more like part of your salary. It is. Yeah, for sure. Because it's like, how much of an expense is that really? Unless you're just a tiny company, but who cares? You know? It's part of the deal. The place is going to start locking that down more, probably. Just look at the ways to increase profits. <laughs> Everything has to be like incrementally made worse so you can make more money. Yeah, it will make it worse for everyone who's like stuck in the office, but everyone else can have like uh, <laughs> ridiculous expenses. Yeah. Like cars and lunches and meetings and stuff. But God forbid you get a Pilot G2. Yeah, to take home. Um. All right, what have we got going on here? I think you wanted to talk about Mr. Belvedere. Oh, yeah. So we were talking about the Mr. Belvedere theme song and how uh, how weird that is. We talk about theme songs on here a lot, and I might have to edit that in at some point, the Mr. Strikes Belvedere one. Strikes on the channel, <laughs> so never matter before. A few years ago, we talked about this, and Kelly thought it went, slow boat to China, never matter before. Who Leon Breadbone's cares? easy to do because he's doing a fake voice when he sings, you know? Like, he's not a real guy. It's like a character he's doing. Who... Leon Redbone's a yeah. fake guy? Do you know who that is? Not really, no. He's like, in the 70s, he did like this kind of, I don't know what you call it, but he'd do like banjo kind of like, like almost like, I think like Dixieland kind of music. Like, ain't misbehaving. He'd do that, that kind of stuff. You know, right? Yeah, I'm coughing. I was going to say Dixieland jazz is great. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Dave. And his, our neighbor Dave used to have a... a uh, license plate friend is a Dixieland jazz is great and his license plate said uh, hot horn <laughs> my cousins Man, came over once and they were like so I thought good. that meant hot and horny it's like that means he has a, like a hot horn like, okay I see it hot and horny he played the trumpet yeah he played the trumpet really poorly I hope he doesn't hear this but um, he won't he like, won't. I'm just going to listen to a podcast People know him he still hear. lives across the street from me which is amazing but he we would hear him playing the trumpet and it'd be like <laughs> and then literally swear to god a dog would be outside going (laughs) while this was happening and we'd be like die laughing in our living room seeing this happen and he never got any better he took lessons and stuff uh, clearly was trying to play dixieland jazz he was part of a band and i cannot imagine what that i know he's part of a band he was he would meet with a band sometimes and they must have I can't imagine what they thought. Like, oh god, he came back. <laughs> He's like, oh, this part, this song doesn't have him, a trumpet part either. Take it from the top. Yeah. <laughs> um, the cats really liked all that. So, yeah, sorry, cats. And any any cats who are listening. <laughs> um. So, uh, what was I talking about? Oh, Mr. Belvedere. So, uh, Leon Redbone did that kind of music, and he he sings in that fake voice. He's like, I'm Leon Redbone, and. Blah, 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 blah. 
And for some reason, he had the theme song for Mr. Belvedere, which is a show about a guy who is an English butler who, for some reason, lives with Bob Euchre's family. <laughs> they don't think they explain it, but in the but opening... But he doesn't play Bob Euchre. No, he's playing a different guy, but he's he's still Bob Euchre, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> okay. Um, but I mean, like, and he's playing like a sports... He's playing a Bob Euchre-adjacent kind of character. He's, he's basically he's, he's Bob He's a sports Uker. announcer in the show, right? Yeah, something like that. He works for the news or something, but he... Um, he their family gets a butler. This is a regular middle class family, and Mr. Belvedere is this English guy. I think it's like based on some play or something, maybe a long time ago. I don't know, but uh, the guy. This is the guy who famously one time, supposedly the guy who played Mr. Belvedere, <laughs> was there in a read through, and he sat down and and he sat on his balls, and he said, "Oh my!" And then he had to leave the set for like three days because he hurt his balls. Did he? Really- say oh my yeah that's what i've heard i don't know it's, I've, it's probably been embellished since then but i believe the part where he sat on his balls for sure i've heard oh, i've heard the sat on the balls part <laughs> yeah, a lot. So, i don't know why and then he was out of he couldn't film for a few days because of it uh so <laughs> what do you think he was doing just laying in bed and having people bring him stuff just icing down his nuts probably yeah i guess taking morphine and <laughs> <laughs> putting peas on his balls Strikes on the channel. Strikes on the side of my balls. Okay, balls. <laughs> oh, oh my! my. <laughs> so, we were talking about that show, and we used to. It, we were kind of fascinated by it because it was from that era when they would try to set up the show with the song and the intro. Yeah, and that one. Apparently, we, look, we were looking on YouTube. They have different intros, but the one I saw most recently, it's that song, which is about how. Um, it used to not care about being a slob, but now you have a butler, so it matters, I guess, or something, or the butler's going to clean it up for you. <laughs> but I guess that's the point of the song. And um, in the intro that we saw, one of them, he's, uh, it's Mr. Belvedere, like photoshopped in, not photoshopped, by airbrush, whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like cut and pasted into. Like cells. <laughs> different, like he's with, one of them, he's with uh, Dick Clark on stage. He's in front of the pyramids. There's one in front of the pyramids and there's one where he's with Gandhi eating cake with Gandhi. And it's like, what is this? <laughs> he's like giving cake to Gandhi. And I think the idea of the show was that, yeah, he's giving cake to Gandhi who may have been on a hunger strike. I think <laughs> that's the joke. But uh, I think the conceit of that show was that he was this really well-traveled, well-connected guy but he's working for this shitty family and they were all just like, and he was mean to him too. He'd be like, Wesley, don't eat that Wesley. You're going to get fat. Wesley, no wonder girls don't like you. But yeah, it was a weird show. Um, but that one didn't really explain what was going on the way that like um, like Maud did or whatever. We, we was like, Maud's a women's liber. It's or like, like, here comes Maud, like as the, you say. Here comes Maud. <laughs> so roughly goes like that. That was one of my favorite moments when I said, okay, I'm going to cut it in right now. Now we're back. And I was right. <laughs> that was pretty good. I was pretty confident about that. Um I don't know if we had any other. I think that's about it about Mr. Belvedere. It's on like Antenna TV, so I see it sometimes and it reminds me of it. Um, and we watched The Small Wonder opening too because that was also Yeah, what a, a creepy show, show that was. Yeah, that's weird. If you that guys have any thoughts on well. small, <laughs> small Wonder, please email umpirepantspod at gmail.com. There used to be a lot of weird shows like that that were syndicated. I think that one wasn't actually on a network. It was just on like Channel 11 or whatever in the middle of the day. I remember one called Carter Country that was referring to Jimmy Carter. Like, what? I think. I think it was. Was it a sit? It was, it was a, sitcom? a sitcom, and it was like the southern town with all these wacky people. It was called Carter Country. And was I it good? It. No, oh, it wasn't good at all. It's sort of like Mama's Family. Like, you ever seen that show? Have you seen it recently? Oh, I hate that show. Made me so uncomfortable. I hate it too. And I hated it with like a, an unnatural. Amount. Yeah, there's something about it. The way it looks is gross, and it's like really, it's very really creepy. cheap looking too. It's like it looks very like amateurish. I don't know. And that she's dressed up as an old lady. For some reason, it doesn't bother me when Sophia does it, but 
Well, she's not playing a cartoon version of it. It's all cartoonish, but it's gross too. Yeah. Nobody watched that show. There goes our mom, our mama's family uh, sponsorship. I'll, I'll bleep it out. That's fine. I'll bleep out the show we're talking about. All right, let's move on from sitcoms that I brought up. Okay. When I talked about Why Not Magazine, Herman mentioned he had a, a school publication and he brought something out from when he was in first grade. And it's a poem called I Like Rain and I'm going to read it now. <laughs> I don't know if it would be classified as a poem, <clears throat> but I'm going to read it now. It's a poem. Everything's a poem. Okay. I like the rain because all the rain comes down and makes me wet. When I go inside, my mom says, did you wet your hair? I just say, no, the rain wets my hair. Oh, I don't think so. I think you're kidding because that could not be true. But it is. <laughs> Herman Wall, grade 1A. <laughs> what does 1A mean? Is that a different grade or is it just uh, one class and grade there one? There are two classes. Okay. There's 1A and 1B. Yeah. yeah. Which is impressive considering the town was actually pretty small. Yeah. It's probably like one and a half classes. <laughs> and if you did that in first grade, you were like six. So you were in Canada, right? I was older than that, though. I was held back a grade because I didn't speak English. But you didn't. I think your timeline on being moving to Canada when you're 10 is wrong. I said almost 10. <laughs> you, weren't so in, you were nine in first grade? I think so. I was in grade two in Belize. That can't be right. I don't know. Okay. We can talk about that later, but you'd be three years behind if you were nine in first grade. Yeah. All right. You would have graduated <laughs> when you were like 20. I feel like I was two years older than most people my in my class. How old were you when you graduated high school? 30. <laughs> <laughs> you got held back a few more times. Yeah. You were normal age, weren't you? 18? I don't know, but I remember people, I, had, I was buying people beer. So you're 19? No. Or 18? I've been 18 for a while. Okay. Because I don't know. My only reference for how old you have to be in Canada is in British Columbia where you have to be 19. Yeah, yeah, they have to be 18 there. In so in Alberta, the drinking age is 18. So okay. You kind of keep track. You lose track of how old you are after 18. I'll have to make sure I don't tell Lily. It yeah. doesn't matter anymore. So you, you, you might have caught up in middle school or high school too once, they, once you spoke English fine. Because elementary school is pretty easy to skip oh, through. yeah. I mean, I was at the top of my grade for a really long time. Yeah. With all my sisters that got held back, we were just yeah. at the top of our classes. Yeah. So once you once you caught up, you might have just skipped over some more or whatever. I don't know. Maybe threw you into a different grade. Because, yeah, if you were nine in first grade, you would have been like 21 when you graduated high school. And you were not. 21. No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. I don't know. I could do some math. But <laughs> I think you were more like eight when you came to Canada. All right. I'll okay. accept that. <laughs> All right. We could look back at government papers. Um, that reminds me of when I was... Oh, probably first grade-ish also. I went to a friend's house um, that I... I think I went... I don't know if it was the first time I went there. I think we hung out a lot. We were pretty good friends. And I think I was spending the night and her mom made her take a shower. And I was like, just kind of hanging out while she did that. And then she was done with her shower and she yelled to me from the bathroom. She was like, Kelly, hide your eyes. I was like, why? And she was like, I'm in my birthday suit. And I was like, I want to see it, though. <laughs> because I'd never heard that term. Yeah, that's a weird term. And I didn't know that it meant you were naked. So I was yeah. like, no, you I want to see, see it. And she's like, no, close your eyes. And she's like, close your eyes, close your eyes. And I was like, okay, okay, I promise I'll close my eyes. And then I did. I hid my eyes and I looked at the last second and I saw her butt running past me. And I was like, oh, that means she's naked? And that's how I learned what a birthday suit is. Yeah, but I was picturing like 
a birthday suit like that a fancy suit so wearing your birthday like sequins and shit yeah and like the whole what? thing is velvet like not just the suit <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> exactly yeah and she's why like why would you hide that from me yeah and then you put that on right after a shower and take it right back <laughs> off <laughs> not showing it off i was like no i want to see it and i probably sounded like the perviest kid like yeah no, i want to see your birthday suit <laughs> i want to see your birthday I suit see it. <laughs> let me see it <laughs> and i just didn't know what it was but now i do yeah you'd seen all those naked kid like kid cards cupies. yeah cupies and <laughs> love is whatever yeah is that all your topics? That's all. That's awesome. I don't think I, I, I think Mr. Belvedere was my only one. I'm really not holding up my end of the bargain with the topics lately, but, um, oh, I, I, I did talk about, do you, I wrote down Dr. Demento because we went to the library yesterday as one of the, one of the things we did. I took the kids there and, uh, we just look at like, some DVDs and stuff, but I was looking at the music and I, saw, I found a Dr. Demento like 20th anniversary thing. So I was like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to make you listen to it in the car <laughs> while we drive around. Did and, you? Yeah, I did. Um, it, it it had Transfusion by Nervous Nervous on there. Oh, wow. Good song. That's a good, that's a really good song. I didn't realize he did that. Um, Dr. Demento? Yeah. Well, he just played songs. Well, he just he did, played he didn't songs. Make it it, that's the song. thing. The kids were confused about this too. He just had a radio show where he'd play novelty songs. Oh, I thought he actually made novelty and songs. No. And evidently he had a really wide definition of what novelty songs were because like one of them was a Frank Zappa song. Oh. One of them was uh, Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is just a no. song from a soundtrack. It's not, yeah. it's not a novelty song. But then there's also like... Uh, fish heads, that awful song that goes fish heads, fish heads, roly poly. Have you heard that song? Oh yeah, that's awful, it's and it's not funny. It's I don't understand why it exists. And there's a Weird Al song in there. Like he broke Weird Al, which is why he's so famous now. Okay, he played Weird Al for the first time, and Weird Al stands out among those because it's like, oh, this is actually produced and follows the, an actual song rather than just being a guy playing an acoustic <laughs> guitar and singing an unfunny song on stage. Ape Pterodactyl was a flying fool. <laughs> There's a guy, Nervous Nervous, who made songs on his like mom's kitchen table in the 50s, like novelty songs. Was it really his mom's kitchen table or did we make that up? No, I read, it on, I read it on like Wikipedia okay. or something. I read it online. I don't know if it's true or not, but... Um, like as opposed to a recording studio and it sounds like it but there's one called transfusion that's on here that's about being how you shouldn't race your hot rods too fast it's like he's like the square nerd guy writing songs about the youth culture of the time but it's really old so it's weird it's very weird yeah and, and it'll get stuck in your head like nothing else yeah and transfusion is about how if you drive recklessly you'll die and need a blood transfusion and, and then every <laughs> at the end of every verse or every line or whatever he goes like uh give the juice to me bruce or <laughs> bring the claret to me Jarrett is one of them claret meaning uh blood because it's red i guess yeah and but it's like him just like thumping on the table and playing a guitar lightly and then he puts in like screeching tire sound effects that totally drown out everything else that's going <laughs> on <laughs> it's like it's like it's really strange, but yeah, the 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 CD. I don't recommend the CDs as my my rev- my final review. <laughs> and it's like it's not arranged in any particular way. It's just like like uh, not in any kind of time order or like like theme order. And it's just two CDs, so it's like twenty songs or something. <laughs> it's like they're just terrible. <laughs> like that's like so King strange. Tut's on there by Steve Martin, which seems it stands out as one that's like, well, this is kind of a real song. I mean, it's obviously a novelty song, but then like <laughs> it's not quite nervous and nervous. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just do you remember Doctor Demento? You must not remember him being no. a thing because you thought because I remember it being on the radio and then like KZOK when I was a kid on like Sunday nights. It was a syndicated show, and he just play all these songs. I remember Bruce had a tape of um, okay songs. That now that you were say on that. that, I think I've heard it, but I remember yeah. I think I heard a holiday episode when I was a kid. Oh, okay, 
Yeah, so he would like he wore a top hat and like a tuxedo T-shirt or whatever, and he'd be like, "I'm Doctor Demento, and here comes some weird songs," and he'd play them, and it's like <laughs> that's a job you can't really have anymore. For sure, because people can just find all that shit on their own, and it lasts one second, and then people move on to the next dumb thing. But like, no, they, he would be a YouTuber now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just be like, I found this weird song, and I'm gonna play it for you now. And you get 10 million views. <laughs> but yeah, Doctor Demento. I think he might still be alive, isn't he? How did he die? I can't remember. I don't know. I'm gonna put on here in the description whether he's alive or dead. Okay. He must be really old. I remember that on. Uh, they did a good parody of him on Mr. Show. It was funny. <laughs> All right. We did almost a whole hour. That's pretty that's, good. That's really good. So this will be, yeah, it's a real episode now. Unless we screw it up from now until the end. And then it's a special edition, uh, as I call try it. Try not to sh- talk about having sheep this time. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to bleep that out for mom. <laughs> like that was a compromise we came to. I'm going to bleep it out. Okay. You'll know by now, listener, if I did it or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end of that. We can't say mom's catchphrase. Okay. And special edition. Bye. Bye.